and try to explore a little bit a certain angle that can hopefully add depth and meaning to our everyday experiences. So uh, as it concerns our experience, a way to, to think about it is that we have what we call uh, appearances. And then we have, well, first of all, let's talk about the appearances, right? So what does that mean? So uh, if we have all of the senses intact, which not everybody has, obviously, but if we do, then we have certain things that we see and we have certain things that we touch and we have certain things that we smell and that we hear and that we taste, correct? And, you know, some people say, okay, some things that we feel, but, but those are generally accepted that the main senses, right? So um, it, one way to think about the content of these senses is to really connect them with the appropriate sensory organ. For example, to say the most important thing about sight are my eyeballs, right? I see it. I see the plane. I see the tree. I see the car. As it concerns smell, it's my nose. If I close my nose, the, the smell of the brownie is gone and the smell of the bathroom, <laughs> thankfully, is, is gone, right? Hearing, it doesn't matter if it's music or if it's talking, conversation. The most salient point about hearing is the ears because if I plug my ears, I can't hear. So as it concerns the objective of being able to apprehend these sense sensations, surely we have to pay uh, due attention to uh, the, the sensory organ, right? We have to know that if we c- close our eyes, then we can't see. If we close our ears sufficiently, then we can't hear uh, to, to the extent that we have closed our ears, right? If we plug our nose, we can't smell or if our nose is congested uh, and so forth and so on. If we have anesthesia, very, very useful thing to know that uh, before surgery, we need a certain uh, uh, something to, to happen, a certain operation in order to, to preclude uh, touch sensations, Right, but aside from that, now that we have the the relevant touch sensation, or excuse me, the relevant uh, appearances, in as much as we do have them, is it in fact the most important thing to focus on the associated sensory organ? And uh, an answer that seems reasonable is no, right? Because think about it: we see a plane, and we see a car, and yet if we focus simply on the fact that we see it, what what, what do we do forward, right? It's so so instead, instead of thinking, oh, that's something that strictly is. The most important thing about that are my eyeballs and the fact that I see it. We can instead think that's a sign, right? It's a sign. What is it a sign for? It's a sign for what we would call an idea of ours or a concept. For example, I see a plane in the sky. It's a sign. It's a symbol, almost like a language for the idea that's called an airplane. AKA I can get into a large object, a piece of metal, and it can take me somewhere much quicker than I can get there by feet uh, or by car generally, right? Or if not always... And, and the same thing with a car. I see something that can transport me and so forth and so on. So we take it as a sign for further experiences as opposed to simply being, excuse me, uh, sense sensations in their own self. So anyhow, we say that the, 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 the realm of immediate experience is concerned with, now that we've clarified that, uh, at least according to this reasoning, it's concerned with signs. Right? It's concerned with signs for further ideas and further experiences. Now, if we simply stick to the signs, then we will not really dig into the, the, the world and we will not really apprehend things the way that we can apprehend them. Meaning, um, if we simply, let's say that we take, for example, uh, for granted, a car is a car, right? There's a car, there's a car. And yet, if we really break it down, we see it's an incredibly complicated or must be an incredibly complicated operation for us to have this category of cars we have to induce from individual uh, uh, cars and, and create a really complicated concept, motion, uh, but not everything that moves is a car, right? So it has to be motion that's in connection with metal, but not every kind of metal, right? So it's, it's, it's a real mystery. How, how exactly do we figure out there's a category called cars? And that's why those little captures, if that's the right word, 
um, that they do on the internet to check that it's not a troll. Let's say you're logging onto your email account. So you select all the bridges, select all the street signs. Why does that work? It's because the computer cannot, at least at this point, apprehend what it is that is being dealt with because the conceptual operation, it's not simply a matter of the color pigments, right? That's why uh, uh, only uh, uh, to, to get around that, probably people have to uh, uh, themselves select, say, the bridges and hundreds of thousands of images, and then a computer can somehow uh, geometrically find uh, things that are, are similar across the board. But in itself, there's no way that a computer can apprehend what it is that's being dealt with, just like we see our what we call our mom, if we have a mom or a picture of her, right? And uh, we say, oh, that's mom. But somebody else says, no, that's my aunt. Somebody else says, no, that's my wife. That's my friend. That's my neighbor. So we see, how could a computer figure out that that's our mom? You get, you get what we're saying here? It's a concept that it, it's, a, it's our mom in connection with us, with the concept of us. So it, on the other hand, if we, uh, it, um, uh, t- so to speak, teach a computer that a certain picture with certain geometrical proportions, certain pigments, certain lines and, and curves and, sh- and a shape and all of that, if, and there's an associated term with that mother, then yeah, sure, we could feed in different pictures like phones these days. They can scan for faces and then they could generate the term mother. But the phone or the computer neither knows what it is, what the, the picture is, nor what the label is. We're, we're the ones interpreting uh, uh, what's going on, right? So consequently, further, we can't even take a picture, in fact, of anything at all. So we think, look, I took a picture of, of the car, let's say. But we see, right? The car is a concept. It's not what we see. I took a picture of my mom, but it's not my mom that I took a picture of. The mom is a concept. That the, the picture is just a sign. So we can't take pictures of anything. Uh, and um, we can't, the computer certainly cannot understand what's going on. So we see that we live in a world of signs. And if we simply stick to uh, the, the signs and the appearances, we live in a very superficial world. Uh, and we simply think, uh, uh, first off, right, on the, uh, uh, most fundamentally, we wouldn't even perceive them concepts. Uh, we wouldn't... Um, if we haven't formed the concept of a car, then if we see what other people call car, we just see these blurs. We just see, right? So that's icing out the world that um, is interesting to live in. But further, even if we have these basic categories, person, car, plane, store, if we simply stick to that superficial level, like this is, this is reality. I can see something. I can touch something. That's it. What else is there? Then we're going to live in a very superficial world. Why? Because each of these things serves as a sign. And for what depends on us and the extent of thought that we have put in. So for example... Let's say we see another person. If we live on the superficial surface, then we think that's just a a sign for uh, uh, some kind of entity that can help or hurt me in some way. Maybe it's uh, I'm at the store. That's a salesperson. So it's a sign for a category salesperson, okay? This person can help me fulfill my desires, uh, and uh, I'm going to try to uh, engage with them like that. Excuse me. But if we think a little bit and we deepen our understandings, then we can view then the, the sign for a person, not just um, for as a, so this is a sign for a salesperson, this is a sign for a person who could help or hurt me, real, help realize my desires or preclude my desires, but for something much deeper. For instance, this is a sign for an uh, individuated principle uh, 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 that uh, is, is the highest that we can conceive of, meaning something that can be a human being, right? well, whatever we would say, a mind, um, uh, uh, the, the emotions, but something even inconceivable. Right, so each time that we see a sign for a person, we see, wow, wow, that this is a sign for for something that's the highest that can be. How can I contribute to the development of what is at hand? Right, and the same thing then would go if we see signs. I see a sign for, um, 
again, what I call a car. But now I'm thinking about all the associated things. Who built the car? What can the car do? All these guys. You get the point? So anything that we see, it's just the sign. If we simply stick to the signs, then we're living in a very superficial world. But if we think about what did the signs stand for, and then we deepen what it is that they stand for through our intellectual efforts, meaning through thought, then we can live in a much, much deeper world. So it's good to think about. Thank you for listening.